Hello, my name is Jacqueline and I'm a very proud grandma. I write stories for my grandchildren and I'm happy to share them with you too. So make yourself comfortable because my next story is about to begin. The Little Donkey Looking over the old rickety fence, Larry watched the cars passing by, hoping that someone would stop and say hello. Larry was a little grey donkey, and he felt very lonely. He had plenty of friends to talk to, but he longed for a mate, a special friend, who cared for him. Bored now with watching the cars going by, Larry turned and walked slowly across the spacious pasture towards the little wooden hut he lived in. He passed an old barn which was filled with odd pieces of farm machinery which hadn't been used in years, bales of hay and a pile of old tyres. Just down from the barn was an old rusty car, an even rustier motorbike and an old boat. Larry stopped in front of the boat and a tear fell from his eye as he remembered Jim. Jim was an elderly man and Larry's special friend. Jim had rescued Larry from a life of hard work many years ago, and ever since then their bond had grown. Jim would spend most of the day in the pasture with Larry, working on his boat and sometimes tinkering with his old car. Larry would stand and watch Jim work, and Jim would talk constantly to him. Every day he would tell Larry he was getting the boat ready to sail around the world, and he would describe the different countries he planned to visit on his journey. Then, after a few hours of working, Jim would open his bag and take out his lunch and treats, which he always shared with Larry. Larry loved the juicy apples and delicious biscuits made from a special recipe suitable for donkeys to eat. Sometimes Jim brought carrot sticks instead of apples, but Larry wasn't as fond of these unless Jim dipped them in a pot of sweet honey before feeding him. One day, Jim started coughing, and as the weeks passed by, his coughing became worse. Then, not so long ago, Jim stopped coming to the pasture, and Larry didn't know why. Larry had never felt so lonely. He missed Jim so much that his heart felt broken as it ached with sadness. Larry continued walking towards his hut, with his head hung low. He stopped to nibble on some grass, which was not that appealing to him, but he needed to eat something. He missed the special treats Jim would bring him and his mouth watered as he remembered the yummy biscuits. A car drove past and Larry looked up. Jim always arrived at the pasture in a car and Larry still expected him to return some day. But no cars stopped anymore. They just drove on by. Larry sighed and was about to walk over to his hut to rest when he felt something tickle his ankle. And then the feeling ran up his leg, across his belly, up onto his back, 
along his neck, onto his face, and stopped on the end of his nose. Larry blinked as he came face to face with a tiny white mouse. Will you save me? squeaked the mouse, all of a quiver. Save you from what? asked Larry, surprised to see a mouse up so close. From the nasty ginger cat who keeps chasing me, the mouse said. Oh, that's Seymour, said Larry. He's harmless. Harmless, exclaimed the mouse. How can he be harmless? He's big and scary looking. He probably just wants to play with you, said Larry. He's very playful, really. Yipes, shouted the mouse as he scurried to hide behind one of the donkey's large ears. Here he comes again, he whispered, peering out from behind Larry's big ear, which was the perfect hiding place for the small mouse. Hey, Larry, said Seymour, have you seen a tiny white mouse around here? How big is he? asked Larry. Oh, very tiny, replied Seymour. I was playing chase with him. He's very fast and it's good exercise for me. But now I can't see him. I thought he was headed in your direction. I wish he would stand still for a second so I can make friends with him. Larry twitched his ear slowly, just enough for Seymour to see the tiny mouse. Oh, there you are, said Seymour happily. He noticed the mouse was shaking. Why are you shaking? he asked. Are you cold? No, he's not cold, answered Larry. He's afraid of you. He thinks you are scary. Seymour laughed. I'm not scary, he said to the mouse. I thought we were having fun running together. I didn't realise you were trying to get away from me. But you're so big, squeaked the mouse. I thought you were trying to catch me so you could eat me. No, I wouldn't eat you said Seymour. I just like to run and you are so much faster to chase than the cats around here. Besides, they are normally too busy doing other things and don't want to spend time running with me. But you seem to enjoy running at any time. Well, that's because I'm scared of you, said the mouse, still trembling slightly behind Larry's ear. Why don't you two introduce yourselves properly, said Larry, sensing they were getting nowhere on their own. Then perhaps you can become friends. The mouse thought about this for a moment and then came out from behind Larry's ear. My name's Mitch, he squeaked. And I'm Seymour. Nice to meet you, Mitch. And I'm Larry. Now, can we all be friends, please? Seymour looked up at Mitch. Can we be friends, Mitch? he asked. Midge was about to answer when a grey striped cat came running out of the barn shouting, Seymour, Seymour, come quick, Cicely is having her kittens. Oh, thanks for telling me, Gertrude, said Seymour. I had better go and see if Cicely is okay. I've never been a dad before, but I'm looking forward to teaching my youngsters how to be good cats. And he ran over to the barn with Gertrude running behind him. Midge watched Seymour run thinking what a kind and thoughtful cat he was. I think he will be a good dad, he said to Larry. I know he will, said Larry, and he'll also be a good friend to you. Midge sighed. I hope you're right, he said. I think I'll go and see how the kittens are doing. And he dashed down from Larry's nose and off towards the barn. Seymour was right. 
Larry thought to himself. Midge really does run fast. Larry was happy that Seymour and Midge were now friends. He smiled for a moment, but then felt sad as he thought of Jim. He decided to go back up to the old rickety fence at the top of the pasture, just in case Jim did come back. Midge stopped just inside the barn. He could see Seymour standing by another ginger cat who was lying on some hay with six tiny kittens snuggled up against her tummy. Gertrude was laughing at something Seymour had said. No, they can't run with you yet, Seymour, she said. They are too tiny. You'll have to wait a few days until they are stronger, said Cicely. Go and find someone else to run with. Then out of the corner of her eye, she saw Midge. Look, there's a mouse. Go chase him. Midge was startled for a moment as the three cats all stared at him. Oh, that's Midge, said Seymour, smiling. He's my friend. You've got a mouse for a friend? asked Cicely, surprised. Yes, why not? said Seymour, puzzled. I like him. Hey, Midge, he shouted over. Come and meet my new kittens. Midge hesitated, unsure of how the other two cats would react to him. Come on over, Midge, shouted Gertrude. Yes, come on, don't be shy, said Cicely. Any friend of Seymour's is a friend of mine. Midge went over and was amazed how tiny the kittens were. They looked very happy and content, snuggled up tight against their mum. After a few minutes, Seymour said, Well, we can't do much here, Midge. Do you want to go for a run? Yes, you both go, said Gertrude. I'll look after the kittens while Cicely takes a nap. It's hard work giving birth and very tiring. You could say that again, said Cicely, yawning. Go on, you two. Have fun together. Without needing to be told twice, Seymour and Midge ran out of the barn. Larry was standing in his usual spot at the top of the pasture, looking up and down the road, still hoping Jim would show up. Hello, Larry. Are you still waiting for Jim? A voice behind him asked. Turning round, Larry saw Maggie May, an Alaskan husky who lived on a farm further down the road. She often came up to talk to Larry and Larry was always pleased to see her. Maggie May was always a happy dog and liked others to be happy too. But although Larry enjoyed her kindness, he was more fascinated with the fact that she had one blue eye and one brown eye. Hello, Maggie May, said Larry, looking directly at her eyes to see if they were still different colours to each other. Yes, I'm still waiting for Jim. I live in hope every day that he may return. I miss him too, said Maggie May. He always made a fuss of me and sometimes even had a nice juicy bone for me to gnaw on. He was always very kind to all the animals around here, said Larry sadly. And especially to you, Larry, said Maggie May. But let's not be sad today. It's a gorgeous sunny day. Has anything new happened which I should know about? Well, Cicely has had her kittens, reported Larry. She's in the barn with Gertrude. Oh, I love kittens, said Maggie May. I'll go and see them right now. See you later, Larry. Larry watched Maggie May as she ran off. He smiled as he reflected over his friends. But no matter how wonderful his friends were, he still missed Jim.
Hey, Larry! A peacock squawked as he flew over the rickety fence and landed next to the donkey. Thought I'd fly over and say hello! Hello, Malachite, said Larry. You always brighten my day with your wonderful display of feathers. Never one for missing an opportunity to show off, Malachite raised his train of tail feathers and opened them up, creating a large fan of colour around his body. He walked in a circle so Larry could see his long green feathers decorated with eye-like patterns in bright blues and browns. Some of the feathers were over five feet long and together they made a spectacular sight as they glistened in the light and shimmered as he moved. Malachite stopped walking and looked at Larry, who had a soft smile on his face. It's always good to see you smile, he said, but it doesn't happen often enough these days. I know, said Larry, digging the ground lazily with his hoof. I miss Jim so much and I feel so lonely at times. But you have lots of friends around here, said Malachite, lowering his feathers back to the ground. Yes, and I'm grateful to have each one said Larry, trying to sound enthusiastic. But I miss having that special friend, and Jim was my special friend. You know, life can be pretty dull when we focus on what we are lacking, said Malachite gently. All that does is make us feel miserable. You're not wrong there, Larry murmured to himself. And the more we think about what we are missing, continued Malachite, the more we think about other things we are missing, and then we feel even more depressed. Larry sighed. You're right, he said, but how do I snap out of it? I don't like feeling this way. Cicely has just had her kittens, and although I'm happy for her, I didn't feel as excited as I would have done in the past when Jim was here. The thought of the kittens just made me miss Jim more, and I felt sad instead of happy. Sometimes we have to make an effort to change our thoughts, which is not always easy, explained Malachite. But by being aware of how we feel and by checking in with our emotions often, we can eventually learn to move out of sad and miserable moments and be happy again. Tell me more, said Larry, intrigued by what Malachite was saying. Well, the first thing is to recognise how we are feeling and then want to do something to change it, Malachite said. And you have already recognised that you don't like feeling miserable, and that it is affecting how you are responding to your friend's good fortune, right? Yes, that's right, agreed Larry. So when we want to go from being miserable, we find something that makes us feel happy, explained Malachite. It can either be a memory of a fun time we have had, or we can go and talk to someone who makes us smile. Anything at all. Well, going for a walk helps me feel better most of the time, said Larry. I enjoy seeing the birds flying around and the tiny insects on the trees. Even the cloud shapes in the sky can make me smile. That's it, agreed Malachite. But what might work one day for us may not work another day. So it's good to be prepared with different ideas that will turn our moods around. I'm going to think about things that make me happy, said Larry enthusiastically, and make a list in my mind so that I'm ready the next time I feel sad or miserable. Just then, 
they were interrupted by Maggie May, who came running up to them. She carefully placed something on the grass in front of Larry. Looking down, they could see a tiny kitten still fast asleep. Cicely said to bring one of the kittens to show you, Larry, Maggie May said happily. She wondered why you hadn't been to see them yet. She thought maybe you were still sad about Jim, so she hoped seeing this little fellow would cheer you up. He's so tiny, said Larry, watching Maggie May lie down on the grass and hold the kitten gently between her paws. He smiled and said, yes, this little fella has certainly cheered me up. I'll have to take him back soon, Maggie May said. She began licking the kitten who had stirred slightly. This helps get him back to sleep, she said, licking the kitten again. Although her tongue was large, she was very gentle and the warmth from it did appear to soothe the kitten back to sleep. Tell Cicely I'll come and see her and her kitten soon, said Larry, as Maggie May stood up with a tiny kitten in her mouth. With a nod of acknowledgement, Maggie May trotted back to the barn to reunite the kitten with the rest of her family. Thank you for cheering me up and helping me to understand my feelings, Malachite, said Larry. You really are a wise and wonderful friend. Any time, said Malachite. Now I must be going. I'll fly over and visit you again very soon. And he gracefully rose up into the air and flew back to where he lived. Larry felt a lot better. He knew deep inside that Jim was never coming back again. And as sad as that made him, he knew he didn't want to spend the rest of his days feeling miserable and lonely. As he thought about all his friends he had around him here at the pasture, he realised just how lucky he was and how rich his life was. He began thinking about all the things he had to be grateful for. He had a warm hut to sleep in, a pasture full of lush green grass to eat, friends to talk to and plenty of activity the other side of the rickety fence to watch which passed the time for him. His body was healthy and he could walk about all day exploring this large open pasture. As he thought about these things, he suddenly felt his heart beating and realised that that was definitely something to be grateful for. He looked up at the clouds in the sky and around at nature surrounding him and realised that his eyes were something to be grateful for. He heard the birds singing the cars whizzing by, and Seymour calling to Midge to run faster as they passed by, and he realised his ears was something to be grateful for. His life was pretty awesome when he thought about all these things and more, and he realised he had so many things, more things than he could think of, to be grateful for. He was about to walk down to the barn to visit with Cicely and her kittens, when a soft, cheerful voice caught his attention. He turned to look back over the fence and saw a little girl holding on to a lady's hand. The pair stopped in front of Larry. Mummy, this is the donkey I was telling you about, the one we pass every day when you drive me to school, the little girl said. He's always standing here looking over the fence. She reached her hand out to pet Larry. Careful, Maddie said her mum. We don't know how friendly he is. I can tell by his eyes he's friendly, said Maddie, as she looked into Larry's eyes. 
He has kind eyes, although they look a little sad at the moment. Without further hesitation, she petted Larry gently on his nose. Why are you sad, little donkey? she asked softly. This donkey used to belong to a man called Jim, said Mum, who had been watching carefully and noticed how warmly the donkey was responding to her daughter. I heard from a neighbour that Jim passed away a short while ago. The donkey is no doubt sad that his owner doesn't visit him any more. He's probably lonely too, said Maddie, still stroking the donkey gently. A tear rolled down Larry's cheek as he thought to himself, Oh Jim, now I know why you don't visit me any more. I miss you so much. Mummy, the donkey is crying, Maddie exclaimed. Do you think he understood what you said about Jim? Donkeys are very intelligent, sweetheart, her mum said. He probably does. I think Jim was here every day and I would often see him working on his old machinery here in the pasture and the donkey was always by his side. Maddie suddenly noticed the donkey was wearing a collar which had a name tag hanging from it. She reached between the fence and read the tag. Well, Larry, she said happily, you no longer need to feel sad as I will visit you every day. We only live just up the road, so I can easily walk down and talk to you. I'm sure Larry will like that, said her mum, and it will get you out for a walk every day. You don't get enough fresh air normally, as you always seem to be on your computer, playing games or chatting to your friends. Oh, mum, that's the way I keep in touch with my friends outside of school, Maddie said. When I was your age, we all met up outside and explored, said mum. That was back when the dinosaurs were alive, said Maddie laughing. Don't you be so cheeky, young lady, said mum as she playfully clipped the back of her daughter's head. The weeks passed by and Larry was happy he had a new friend and always looked forward to seeing Maddie. Some days she only stayed for a short while, but she never missed a day and always brought him a small treat. Cicely's kittens grew slightly bigger and stronger and soon they were all running around the pasture getting up to mischief together. They also seemed to enjoy Maddie's visits. Maddie would sit down on the grass and cuddle each one in turn while she told Larry all about her day. One day, shortly after Maddie's visit, Larry noticed Cicely searching for something outside of the barn. Have you lost something, Cicely? he asked. Yes, she replied. One of my kittens. I was just calling them all in ready to settle them down for the night, but Cindy... The smallest of the six kittens hasn't appeared. None of her siblings seem to know where she is. You haven't seen her, have you? The last time I saw all the kittens was over by the fence when Maddie came to visit, Larry explained. They always enjoy seeing her. She is so kind to them. Oh, I hope Cindy didn't run through the fence posts and out into the road, said Cicely, a little worried. She is so tiny that she can squeeze through the smallest gap. The car zoomed down the road so fast she wouldn't have stood a chance. I'm sure I would have noticed if that had happened, said Larry, trying to reassure Cicely. Is Seymour or Gertrude not around to help you look? They went off hunting early this morning somewhere, said Cicely. They said they won't be back until really late tonight. Well, try not to worry, 
said Larry gently. I expect Cindy will be home any minute now, starving hungry. Oh, I hope you're right, said Cicely. I'll take another look around later, and now I need to get back to the others. If I see her, I'll send her straight home, said Larry. Thank you, Cicely said as she ran into the barn. Oh dear, thought Larry. The kittens are always up to mischief and are so quick and nimble. Cindy could be anywhere. The moon was just rising and the sun slowly setting. Larry could hear the coyotes howling out in the distance. Those were hungry beasts and would eat almost anything. Larry shivered as he thought of poor Cindy out in the dark on her own. He decided to wander back up to the rickety fence at the top of the pasture, just in case Cindy was out in the road somewhere. As he walked, he looked around for any little movement which could be Cindy, but he saw nothing. As he got to the fence, he heard a familiar voice. He looked up the road and saw Maddie and her mum walking towards him. This took him a little by surprise, as they never normally visited this late in the day. Hello, Larry, said Maddie, going straight up to him and petting his head affectionately. I thought you'd be tucked up in your hut by now, fast asleep. Larry whinnied in response and gently nuzzled her hand. Come on, Maddie, said her mum. Put the kitten down on the grass so she can go and find her mum. And be more careful next time when you play with them. They're still only tiny and can creep into anything. Maddie took the tiny kitten out of her jacket pocket and placed her into the pasture. There you are, little one, she said softly. Run and find your brothers and sisters. The kitten turned and ran as fast as her little legs would carry her down to the barn. Maddie went back to pet in Larry's head and said, You'll never believe it, but that little kitten must have snuggled inside my pocket when I was sitting on the grass cuddling them all earlier on. I didn't realise she was in there until I got home. I wanted to keep her, but Mum said I couldn't, as Dad is allergic to pet fur. Larry nodded his head, trying to let her know that he understood. Come on, Maddie, it's beginning to get really dark now. We must be getting home. Maddie stroked Larry one last time as she said, Sleep well, little donkey, and Mum and I will see you tomorrow. We have a surprise for you, don't we, Mum? Yes, we do, said her mum, gently patting Larry's neck. I hope you're going to like it. As Maddie and her mum walked away, Larry wondered what the surprise could be. He knew it couldn't be Jim, as Jim was no longer around. Maybe it was a new treat he hadn't had before. Yes, that must be what it is. Maddie and her mum both knew how much he enjoyed treats. On his way to his hut, he stopped at the barn. He was delighted to see Cindy rolling around on the hay with the rest of her family. Cicely was watching close by and the look of love on her face showed Larry what a proud mum she was. The next morning, Larry nibbled on the grass as he made his way up to the rickety fence at the top of the pasture. He could see Seymour in the distance running after Midge and over by a big old tree the six kittens were joyfully rolling in the grass as they played with each other. He was nearly at the fence when the peacock flew in. Hello, Larry, Malachite said. How are you feeling lately? I'm very happy, replied Larry. He explained about his visits from Maddie and her mum. 
and now I realise that I was worrying about what I didn't know, he said. Now I know what happened to Jim, although that made me sad, I feel better as I don't have to think about where he is anymore. And Maddie has helped fill that void by visiting me every day. I'm pleased, said Malachite, and I'm glad you're happy. When we keep our heart happy, we receive more happiness and it can arrive in ways we least expect it to. Oh, I have so much happiness in my life already that I can't imagine anything else could make me feel happier, said Larry contentedly. That's good to hear, said Malachite. Well, I'll let you get on with your day. I hope it is an extra special one for you. Thank you, Malachite, said Larry cheerfully. Have a great day yourself. Bye. He watched as Malachite rose as gracefully as ever up and over the rickety fence and out towards his home. Larry smiled as he thought about how wonderful life was now compared to a few short weeks ago. He bent his head down and nibbled on some lush green grass as he wondered what the special treat was going to be from Maddie today. A few minutes later, that now familiar voice was calling his name. He looked up and to his enormous surprise, Maddie and her mum were walking towards him, leading another donkey. We have a new friend for you, said Maddie as they opened the gate and led the new donkey into the pasture. The two donkeys looked at each other. This is Laura, said Maddie. She belongs to a lady who lives in the next village. The lady had two donkeys, Laura and Leo. But Leo sadly passed away a short while ago and Laura has been so sad ever since. When I told the lady about you, Larry, she thought it would be a good idea for Laura to come and live with you. You will be company for each other and hopefully become good friends too. Maddie took the lead rope off Laura's neck and Laura slowly walked up to Larry. The two donkeys looked at each other for a moment and then gently placed their noses together. Hello, Larry, said Laura. It's nice to meet you. Hello, Laura, said Larry. It's nice to meet you too. The donkeys stepped away from each other and slowly walked round in a circle together, each looking the other up and down. Laura was slightly smaller than Larry and was a soft caramel brown in colour. The donkeys came back together. You're very handsome, said Laura. You're very pretty, said Larry. They seem to be getting along well, whispered Mum to Maddie. I think we should leave them to get to know each other. Just then, the kittens came running over. Laura seemed a little uneasy at the sight of the little creatures running around her hooves. It's okay, reassured Larry. They are my friends and just want to play. And he went on to introduce them all and then explained about his other friends who lived in the pasture with him. I think I'll just stay here and play with the kittens for a while, Mum, said Maddie, making herself comfortable on the grass as the kittens ran over and climbed all over her. OK, sweetheart, but don't be long as we're going out for lunch today with Grandma. For anyone passing by, this was quite the sight to see, and it became a very familiar sight as the days and weeks passed. 
Laura settled in well with Larry and all of Larry's friends liked her immediately. Larry was the happiest he had ever been in his whole life. He honestly had never thought he could be this happy, but was so glad he was. Although he always had plenty of friends to talk to, Laura was the mate he had longed for, the special friend who cared for him in a way no other friend could. Life was wonderful for Larry and Laura. Each day they spent time talking and having fun together. Then, in the evening before they slept, they shared with each other how thankful they were for the magical friendship they had together. Thank you for listening to my story. I hope you enjoyed it. Before you go, I'd like to ask you a question. What things in your life are you truly thankful for? You can share your answer with me by either going to my Instagram account, Grandma Has a Story, or by visiting my website, GrandmaHasAStory.com. Thanks again for listening and come back soon to hear another story from Grandma. Bye for now. Thank you.